0: Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I am looking forward to this conversation. And I know you hear me say that every week, but I do. I love doing this for you all. But let me ask a a question Have you ever considered ways that you can impact your community outside of your church? I think one of the most underutilized ideas is the way to get in and partner with local schools and community groups. Many leaders have just convinced themselves. That they can't do it. There's no way to get in. They've got bias against the church or whatever. And I want to tell you that my guest today has not has bridged that gap, but is also seeing tremendous ministry happen every week in local schools and in his community. And I can't wait to dive into this conversation. But before we dive in completely, I want you to think about uh, have, do you need community and connection for yourself? Are you wondering what to do next and what steps to take next? Would you like to have some more community with other Kidmin leaders? Would you like to grow yourself in 2024 and grow your skills and your leadership and your mindset? Well, consider joining one of the two KMC connection groups that we're offering in 2024. Oh. We've got groups kicking off in, in January, and we've got one call that is two calls per month and one group that is one call per month. And if you're tired of going alone and crowdsourcing ideas on Facebook that don't fit your context and culture, well, then come check out one of these amazing groups. Space is limited. If you want more info, check out the details in our show notes or head over to kidministrycollective.com where we're going to put the information up or check out in our Facebook group. We'll have more info on how you can sign up for those groups. All right. Let's dive into today's conversation. We're talking about going where they are uh, with my good friend Rob Livingston. Rob, welcome to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast, man. Well, no, thank you for
1: having me. I'm I'm excited to to share a little bit of what God's been able to do down here and in
0: Alabama and what he's what he can do where we are. All right. And if you say roll tide one time, you're off the sh- because <laughs> uh, if anybody's watching the 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 video right now i am flashing my colors so that oh, i can bless my, my brother <laughs> and for those of you listening i'm a michigan boy rob's from alabama and our two teams will be meeting really for the real national championship college football it is the nation- right rob so there anyway that's go. not this yeah. podcast <laughs>
1: So, I was waiting for it to
0: see if that would come up. So I, I behaved. I, I worked not uh, out today. Uh, I instigated it. I did. I did. All right. Well, hey, tell us a little bit about where you live and and how how long you've been in ministry and what you do. So that because I think a lot of people haven't met you yet. So this is a good time to share a little bit about you.
1: All right, like Tom said, I'm I'm Rob. I'm I I came from Pennsylvania as an 18 year old. Came down to marching the million dollar band here in Tuscaloosa and was not a believer, was not saved. And and so the Lord used my roommate who was in the band with me and introduced it, but it was there was no difference. I was that I'm that testimony of there's no difference between you and me because we were out doing things we shouldn't have been doing together, but he was saved and I wasn't. And then the Lord sent my wife to come to grad school here. So we're right across the river. We're in Northport, Alabama, but Tuscaloosa's right over there. And so we, she led me to the Lord and I've served at, fortunately or unfortunately, I, I say that often, served at one church, the church that I'm in. The day after I, I prayed and asked Jesus into my life, I also prayed and said, God, I don't want to go back home. I, I want to work with kids and I want to be used by you. And I was student teaching because I was a teacher in the public school system for 11 years. And I came out of the school and the crossing guard said, hey, something tells me you need a, a summer job. And I just, I sort of looked up and I was like, prayer does work. And <laughs> I I started working here at Chapel Hill Baptist Church as a summer camp counselor in 2002, 2001, yeah, 2002 summer and have been here and watched God do amazing things here on, we're on the hill. So we're Chapel Hill. So on the hill over the last, I don't know how long that is, what? 23 years, 22 years. That and sense. over the time I've been hired. I guess five different times: bivocational, then, then full time, then fuller time. And I, I was an interim youth guy for a little while here, <laughs> but my current position is a church administrator and children's minister. So I, I joke, I'm like, I don't have to, I don't have to send my budgets down the hallway to get approved. Yeah. I'm like, oh. you,
0: you so, got an in with the money. That's awesome. Every yeah. kids pastor's dream. <laughs>
1: that's, that's me. That's that's who I am. I got three. Three kids that that are part of ministry just as much as me and my wife are. So
0: yeah, that is awesome. Let me tell you, it, you all have to get to know Rob, and so I encourage you. You know, he'll, he you know he he goes to ministry conferences too, and he's around and and look him up on Facebook too. Um, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Might get a You're bunch good. of. stuff. <laughs> but, <laughs> tell people about it later. But yeah, so but you know, all right, so we we love talking ministry stuff here and. We always start with a why question on our podcast. And so I want your question to be this. Why do you believe in partnering with the schools in your local committee? What's your why behind that? Why do you do it? My why my has got to be they're
1: not here. I'm sitting in my office and my, my secretary knew that I was having this today, but she's like, oh, you're here. <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm very blessed to have a, a pastor and a staff that understands that my kids aren't here. Ministry is outside the point this way because the wall's right there. Ministry is outside of these walls. And so my my why is because the kids aren't here. They're there. Mm. And and so we go reach them where they are.
0: That is that is a solid why. That is a solid why. Well, you know, I've been following you on, on the socials for a while, and I love watching the variety of things you do in your community, in the local schools. And I would love, because we're going to dive into this deeper, but give people a thirty thousand foot view of what you and your church are doing to to get into the community and to serve the kids and families around you.
1: Well, I guess it starts back years ago when I was still teaching. I was bivocational, and I, I came in for my yearly evaluation, and my pastor, who who passed away two thousand nineteen, ingrained a lot in me. But he asked me, he said, Hey, great year. Da, da, da. Went through all that fun stuff, the challenges and different things. And He said, I got one question for you. And I don't want the answer right now. And he said, what's an itch the community has that w- we can scratch. And it's a weird, rough statement, but I was like, Hmm. And I said, okay, And I we prayed and I left the office and I prayed about it and came back the next day and I walked into his office and his, his computer his back was usually to the door and I, I knocked and he said, Hey bud, what's up? And he didn't even turn around and he might knock and I said, soccer. And he said, what? And I said, you told me to answer that question and God answered answer that question. And that's, that's where we started in our community. Big picture is we didn't even have soccer fields. We had woods and he said, where? And I said, back there. And <laughs> we, he said, I don't know. And. Six months later, we went into a building campaign and they, they planned that to be a parking lot when they, they being human, but God is bigger than that. And God said, mm-hmm. no, let's, let's do that soccer thing. And so we started with 47 kids playing soccer and we have, we have like, everybody has used in different places. The local areas have their leagues, but I was like, no, we're going to do it. And by the way, we're going to do it in fall on Saturday mornings, competing <laughs> against Alabama, and we're going to see what God can do and <laughs> Um, this past fall, we had 197 or 193 kids right register, and three kids gave their lives to the Lord. And I get a chance to stand on the Hill for five minutes every Saturday and tell them, look, your parents came to watch your kid chase a soccer ball, but I'm hoping they're chasing a savior because they'll find them. And so that's sock, soccer Ooh. there. We use that same feel for a huge back to school bash where I have lots of friends in the different churches in our area. and. And we all, the children's ministry world has this a little bit better than our senior pastors. And I've shared that with them. So I'm not saying anything that I want (laughs) for in the room, but the children's ministry world understands a little bit more that we're called to the world. Yes, we're called to the Lord. We're called to our building because that's who sometimes pays the bills, but we're called to the world. And so the Back to School Bash is, is hosted here at Chapel Hill, but we have about 250, 300 kids that come from six, six different churches come that I know that are here, that are going to be here. But this past year we had 17 different churches, variety of denominations just come and it's, it's really OMC from, from Century Kid World that we okay. just put here and, and we play it, we play it big, we feed them and the gospel shared. And so that's, that's the bigger there. And then it was okay. How can we, how can we reach these schools? We did a, a survey at the beginning of the school year this year in our church, um, our church has we have teachers we have bus drivers we have mechanics we have all of those plus our students and from kindergarten through 12th grade reach 20 we have 21 different school buildings that our wow. kids our people are out there somewhere right now uh-huh and, and so we we decided hey we we need to go my after my pastor died we of course everybody navigates covid how we have been navigating covid but the lord called another pastor here and I was thankful because it gave, took the weight off my shoulders. And his very first thing was go and be. It was release, release leaders. And we talked about that a little bit earlier before we got on the call, but release and who am I releasing? But it was also go go, go and be. Don't be in this office as administrator. Yes, my job sort of is here. He said, go be a children's minister. And so I went to the school that I taught at for a little bit and uh, jumped in there, but. That's that's all of the extras. And I know we're gonna
0: lean into the schools, but yeah, and I'll, I'll share a little bit about that, how that all started here a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, I just remember, you know, you would share posts of you and your crazy hats driving school bus and and doing things. And and that's what I want. I want people listening, children's ministry leaders listening, hear all the different ways. It's not just one way. There, there's gotta be a way. And so You know, don't let a roadblock that gets thrown up be a gigantic wall, get around it, work your way around it. And you're going to see that Rob and his church have found ways to do things and he found ways to serve the community and bridge the gap that, that a lot of, you know, like I say, driving school bus, not a lot of people want to do that kind of thing, but it opened doors, I'm sure and and got people to know who who Pastor Rob is just as Rob the the guy who wears the fun hats on the school bus. Yeah, that <laughs> was that was I, definitely the bivocational coming
1: out surrendering, okay God, I guess I'm supposed to go to full-time min, full-time ministry. Our church wasn't ready for that. I'm the first children's minister, official first children's minister at Chapel Hill. And but they were they were ready and God said, "Hey, you can still stay connected to schools and Go learn how to drive a, a cheese wagon. And so I go for seven years and I had high school kids. I'm a children's minister. I had high school kids and they get on and I was like, how can I reach them? And the very first hat I wore was an umbrella hat. And the kids just looked at me like, you're stupid. Like, what? What's stupid? And the next day I came on and I had a big squid hat and they're like, what, what is this? And I said, you're finally talking to me. Let me, let's just chat. And so for seven years, every, every day, it was a different hat first school year. And then of course they would cycle over and then, that led into lots of conversations and who I am and, and God used that. And the last day I drove uh, full time, the last day I drove, there's two schools that I dropped off because I ended up going to elementary school. At some point I pulled into the school and the teachers had hats on and, but oh, you talked about my post. I use social media. Social media can be a great thing and it can be in school as well. And so, but I use my post every morning. I took a selfie. And I posted scripture most of the days with that. That was me spending my time with the Lord before I went out there and got thrown into the world. But guess what? That's where we're supposed to be. God
0: called to be in it, not of it. But we got to go in it if we're going to do it. That's right. So let's dive into it. How did (laughs) you get started doing these in-school clubs? And how many are you currently doing? Because it's pretty awesome to see every week. Again, on, on Facebook, I've been watching your posts and the videos of the kids singing scriptures and stuff. So how'd you get started doing the, the clubs in school?
1: Um, well, it, it started with an invite when, from school, I just finished Wednesdays is Walker warriors. All the schools have different names, but we're, we're doing, I'm currently in six and yes, y'all can do the math. There's only five days a week. We are blessed. There's one school that has, that shares a park a lot and. A case through two schools shares the parking lot with a the sixth grade school, and so on Tuesday mornings, I'm seven thirty. I'm in the, the sixth grade school. I pack it all up. I run across the parking lot, and my secretary and our tech guy here loved what was going on. So they actually go to the middle elementary school and start it, and I run over there and dive in with them and finish it up. But it started with an invite on a Wednesday morning, and they said, "Hey, we want we want you to come up and just see what's going on here." And I said, well, you've been doing this for years, but it's, it's all kid-led in the elementary world here in Alabama, at least it's, it's gotta be kid-led. And I said, y'all been doing it for years. What am I? And they said, we just want to see what your excitement would have and any suggestions. And so I went, I stood there in the gym and they had about 47, 57 kids that day. And they did great. The girls that were leading it sang songs. They were using their phone. They would play it over a little tiny speaker, play songs. And then they would read the devotion from their phone that was either from the Bible app or something different. And they got done and they were all excited. And I said, girls, that was awesome. And so they left and the parents asked me that asked me to come up there and said, Hey, what do you think? And I said, I think it was great. I said, big thing is nothing should be, well, you know, you got to do this differently because you're already, you're putting the word in the school. So however it's done, it's there. they said well what suggestions and I said just a little bit more organization and when I tell people that that know me are like no Rob like you can't tell somebody to be organized and so but I said they got to be able to hear the music more and so we we upgraded their speaker a little bit And there's lots of different budget budget's one of those I'm blessed but we started with little tiny speakers and we have grown to a couple speakers now because of different schools but I just said yeah let's 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 see and they said we'll come back next week and and we, we changed up the devotions a little bit just because it was scattered. It was, it was popcorn more. And, and so the following year they said, Hey, we want you to lead it, come up here and be, be here. And so that was one school and that sort of sparked into my students here. We, like I said, we have 21 different schools from K through 12 that reach here. So I would tell people, Hey, I'm a, I'm at Walker on Wednesdays. And so other kids were like, well, you come to our school. And so a lot of it started with my own kids in my ministry saying, would you come, but six schools i have 23 different leaders again going back to my pastor's mm-hmm. challenge when i first met him in my interview with him i'm re- i'm i'm training up 23 fourth fifth and sixth graders to share the gospel and so because yes i'm there when the morning's happening but i'm not there right now and those kids are walking the hallways and my prayer for those kids we saw 264 kids this morning my prayer is that one of those kids sees those kids leading, and be like, Hey, can you pray for me? And you, can you tell me more about that? Because they're there. Yes, I'm around I, and, and that's part of it. There's a continuation. You have to build that relationship. You have to build that. And, and, and I'll share that here in a second. But overall, I'm in six Monday through Friday. Tuesdays is my double day. The schools, the schools tell me when the principal, it's still the principal's school. And yeah. I have, I have a very good friend that's a, principal at one of the schools, and he's not a believer. And I'm telling you, if you need somebody to, to, when I give my contact information, if you like, Rob, we need somebody to reference, a principal to, to call and talk to and tell you that gentleman would be the one I give my name to because wow. um, he, as much as he, what he believes or doesn't believe, he is very much for me being in that building and doing what we do and all the principals are great. But if they tell me, Hey, we, we have something going on, then we either switch rooms or we just don't do it that week. But it's a principal's building first, but six for me. And then amazing, again, four church, four, four different church leaders from outside Chapel Hill have reached out and said, Hey, we want to start this. But the schools have said, we need, we need to talk to Rob. I'm not the professional. I'm not, it just happens to what I'm doing. And so we have four other other pa- children's pastors in town that that have started at schools, and it doesn't happen overnight. the The, the last one that started, so it's ten total. The last one that started this year, we met last year in September, and the children's pastor said, "Hey, I think we're good. That the principal is excited about it." And it took the school a full year, and I sort of almost forgot about it. And I got an email in the beginning of September this year, "Hey, we're, we're ready." she's ready to actually do it. We're diving in. And so every every day, double or triple sometimes, but you got to go, you got to be, And but it started with my kids. My kids asked me to, some of it started with my kids, but the
0: school asked me to come up there and they got to trust you before they they say. Uh, That's really good. Can you describe just a little bit, I'll go off script just for a second here, but Describe a little bit about what happens in these clubs so that people get an idea, because, you know, you mentioned that these are kid led. So describe that a little bit so that leaders know, because, yeah, I think that that there's some that think they have to be all hands on on this, that they're trying to do there. You're not duplicating what you do on Sunday mornings in the church. So tell us just real briefly a little bit about that, and then we'll dive into some of the other questions I've got for you. Uh, So it is before school. And so some started at 730, some started at 745, but
1: there's days that I get confused which, which timings <laughs> that I get myself, little hand slap from principal there once in a while, but we go in and, and I actually, and you said it It's not duplicate what we do here on the Hill on a Sunday, but I know we're busy. And so we, when I first dove in, this is third year doing all this three years ago, I was, I was recreating the wheel. I was, I was trying, I write to devotion. So yes, it's kid led, it's still Rob talk, if that makes sense, but I write to devotion. And so I was recreating the wheel. And last year, about February, I was like, why am I doing this? I'm teaching on Sunday morning, but I don't, I'm, that, I'm that teacher that doesn't write anything down, which is not great, but I teach. And so I've got myself now in a habit. I, I, after I finish on Sunday, we go to lunch and I come back to the office and I sit and I type out a very short devotion from what my 30-minute lesson, my 20-minute lesson was. And so it's scripted. It scripted the kids like today, when I walked in the school that my leaders came up and they know why I'm setting up the computer, they get the piece of paper, they look over it. And so we used to try to email that to the, to the parents and the kids get it. And it got too much of logistics. And it was like, Hey, wait, we're taking this to <laughs> making this, too these kids could read, Here these, as they are. So it's scripted. It's we, I play a song, fun songs. There's lots of songs out there, little, little side note. YouTube is great. YouTube hurts our friends that are in ministry. Yes. Put the product out. And so, yep. and also I, I have lots of friends that are in ministry and they know that I pay for their music, but I know there's people that can't. But YouTube, if you're doing this, put all the financial side stuff aside, the transition from a YouTube video back to another YouTube video, you've already lost those kids. So yep. invest, exactly. in, invest in, the, in the worship music. And that way, it's a smooth flow from one video to the next. So back to that. So songs amen. written out, welcome. So they, they read a welcome. They read a prayer currently. And then it's another song in a devotion. And at the end of the devotion, they pray. And if we have time, every school, every school has loved the church clap. And so that's the ending song that goes out. And they love when Mr. Rob does it with them. There's mornings that my legs say, go for it. There's more in my legs say, don't, but I even had principals come in and, and do it at the end. Janitors at some of the schools come in and hear it. The kids hear it at local football games and it's crazy. And everybody's like, where did all these kids, it's just a closing song, but it's, it's just it's a 15 minute. It can be done in 15 minutes. Cause on Wednesdays with 200 to 300, we, we hit 371 kids on a Wednesday before and wow. 15 minutes from start to amen, to out the door. It was 17 minutes. So it took us two minutes to get them out because that bell rings and they have to be there. So it's it's scripted, but it's
0: it's short and it's not recreating the wheel. That is awesome. That is awesome. So if somebody wanted to start one of these, what would they want to be thinking through and doing? Big thing is first
1: to start that relationship. This year, the schools that we're in, two of them we were not in. And we had talked about it. I have a child that, that attends Chapel Hill that goes down there. But I showed up on the first day of school with two dozen donuts and introduced myself to the principal and the secretary. When I taught, my mom told me the day I graduated, she said, there's people in the school system that you need to be your best friends. It was the secretary, the custodian and the lunch ladies. And so I always take care of them when I'm in the buildings, but I took, we take donuts on the first day of school. So all six of these schools that we're in, that first day we hit three, the second day we were back at the other three. And it was just building that relationship. And so they they need to know that you're not gonna come in there and hammer Jesus down their throat. Yeah. God's gonna do that himself. God's gonna take care of all that. We just have to be obedient and build those relationships. And so we yeah. went in, just loved on them. Just one school's asked, Hey, can you help with duty free lunch? And so I would go in and I'll stand at lunchtime and watch kids when teachers have their duty-free lunch once a semester and building those relationships, being available. Yes. In the office. And this goes back to what we said, be where they are, but in the office there's work to be done. But if you're, if you're in the office, you're not building relationships out there. Mm -hmm. And, and I I told my secretary yesterday and fun part with my secretary, she and I used to teach together. And the day I I Mm -hmm. resigned, from the full-time ministry. She said, one day you'll hire me as your secretary. I said, I'm just a children's minister. (laughs) I hired her. That's so, awesome. Or two thousand, I guess, the end of two thousand nineteen. So, but I told her, I said, "We we have to be available. We have to be out there." And is it hard work? Absolutely. But is there sacrifices? One hundred percent. I don't. I don't get. I was telling Tom earlier. I don't get to take my kids to school. When I when I came out of the school system, I was like, hey, I'm going to get time with my family, and my wife and I made that sacrifice of, hey. Mornings, go be, go be in these schools. And so some schools I drive 40 minutes to get to, but I was asked to be there and God's put that, that open that door. And so I don't want to, I don't want to get that door shut back because at any moment I know the world yeah. can say, Hey, that guy's, that guy's doing something that we're not supposed to. But I told her yesterday, I said, We all have said, well, the Bible's been taken out of schools. I'm, I'm
0: telling you all as leaders, mm-hmm. it's ours put it back in. There we go. Oh, yes. It's yes, and there's ways to do it and do it well, and if you approach a school with, hey, I want to come serve first, not I want to come in and start a Bible club first, I want to come in and serve you, and then as you build that relationship, then approach them about, hey, could we start a student-led gathering for 15 to 20 minutes, right? That's all it takes. The kids are going to lead it. We're going to have a few adults there in the room to help supervise and keep it, you know, from them hanging on the rafters. And, and this is what we're going to do. It's all student driven. Boom. You know? Yeah. And, and a lot of it
1: with that is,
0: and, and, and all the schools are different here
1: even, but it's principal's got to say yes. It's supposed to have a teacher sponsor that legally teachers in the building mm-hmm. and they I tell people when they ask if, if, if this was just a conversation down at a conference somewhere, I'm a DJ Monday through Friday. I'm a DJ. I press play on the music and watch God work through these kids. Yeah. So but teacher sponsor and a, a a room
0: and that's all you need. There you go. There you go. And just write up a little devotion or use some of the stuff that's out there. Yeah. The kids Bible app, you know, all those kind of things or kids Bible experience. Oh yeah. All those kind of things work. For it, that is really, really cool so i'm I'm curious what have you learned so far? so maybe some things that have worked well and things that didn't haven't worked so well, so that as somebody starts thinking about some of these things, they're kind of you know you go in with your eyes open a little bit of learning from some other's experience you know again we're we're all we're all bound
1: by a budget, and so for me, it was one of those. The first year was just figure out what I have. Grab grab what I had here in the office and make it work. But the biggest, oh wow, we need to change that. Was, was that little speaker? They they could hear it, but they could not. And so I've invested in a couple different sound speakers. Yep, yeah, there you go. A couple different sound speakers to to see what works. And some of them are really big and great, and some of them are small and and work great. And I use them for soccer in the fall, and then I throw their speakers that come back in. So. We we learned from that, and then the biggest thing was figure out how to get the words on the screen, how to get the song. Again, I, I use, and Tommy, you can put some of the stuff in the notes there, but I, mm-hmm. I use, I'm going to say it. I, am I allowed to say a website that I use? Sure, for, absolutely. Uh, Worship House Kids is where I get 99% of my music,
0: including the stuff from two of my good friends, Jeff and, and Yancey. So Jumpstart3 and, and Yancey. It's just jumpstart3.com and then Yancey Ministries. You can find yeah. both of them. Yep, they're a, both per- friends of the podcast. I get I get lots of it right
1: from right from there, but that is that was when we got that, we put it on the screen, was a win. And I have a backpack, I carry my laptop, and I carry a converter because every school used to be different. I, there's Walker Warriors, the largest Bible study I do. I use the BGA cord, and it blows my mind. <laughs> I use an old projector. And a VGA, but I'm in a gym and lots of bleachers, and so it works. And then I have HDMI. I have smart TVs at some schools that because I'm in wherever they tell me. Yeah. And so whatever right. we have, but we do have one of those extra four. That the first day she did it, she sent me a picture, and this answers the question of what have we learned. She sent me a picture of what was going on, and most of these have started with eight to ten kids, and and you're thinking, no, they did. Yes, every one of these have started with a handful of kids. And just watch God just do His thing. But she sent me a picture. I was like, "That's awesome." Prayed for you. And she said, "Biggest thing is they didn't they couldn't see the words." And I said, "Well, did you try?" She said, "Well, no, we didn't have anything." And I started laughing because in the picture behind the kids was a smart TV that was just in the corner. I was like, "Hey, plug into that. Plug into that. It works." And so, biggest thing was biggest thing we learned is put the words, the motions, the whatever on the screen so they can see it. Your kindergartners aren't going to be able to read it. Your first graders are going to struggle reading it, but they're going to mimic what they see on that screen. Yep, they can and get it be, emotions. It, be, it takes it from just the, oh, it's that other club thing to it really is a Bible study. It really is a worshiping time. I I love starting my day. Every day I start worshiping with kids. And my Facebook posts, there's lots yep. of times to record them. And I sit back, I turn the volume down, I just sit back and listen to it. So that's probably the biggest struggle. The, the winds
0: definitely are getting those words out there. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, you know, and again, that does. I mean, a fire stick, an Apple TV, an HDMI cable, a VGA adapter, carrying an, an HDMI cord, carrying all that stuff with you. Yeah. A, a single backpack, you can throw all that kind of stuff in there. I mean, shoot, now they even had those mini projectors that yep. project really, really nice, bright that you can fit in a backpack. And and it, all of it for a couple hundred bucks. Budget budget, but you may not be able to start it this year. Right. So
1: and this is gonna this is gonna be out there before the end of this year, but next year, put in your vision for next year. Yep. Hey church, I need I need a hundred bucks or I need two hundred bucks to get this happening. Well, yeah. it's not our kids. Well, they can be. They, <laughs> yeah. they can be our kids. And and for me, and I'll say this and my pastor knows this, I don't ever again, I'm not leading it. I don't ever say Hey, Chapel Hill would love to have you. Da 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 da. These kids are leading it. They know where I'm from. They know yeah. where I'm at. But it's not at the end of the day. It's not about putting kids on my ocean floor. It's what I call my worship. Not about putting kids on my ocean floor. It's about introducing them to the Savior and letting yeah. them go where go where they are. Again, we have so many That's, churches. So yeah. yeah, they hear about Jesus and they go to the church right next to the school, right where they live. Amen. High five. They're in a building.
0: Oh man. Yeah. All right. Well, as we get ready to, to wrap up the conversation, if if someone's sitting on the fence and they're wondering about, should they consider doing this? Is this something that, you know, they should try in their community or either a club or soccer program or a back to school bash kind of thing? What would you say to them?
1: Get out on the boat. And, that, and some of you may have that or like, we're going to talk about a boat. Um, he he walked on water until he took his eyes off, yeah. and so yeah. get out. Oh, you can't walk on water. You can't go do until you step. Will okay. we sink? Probably. Will yeah. there be failures? Most most definitely. Michael Jordan missed more than he made. All of that stuff, but you have to go. You have. To. Yeah. I'm sitting in my office for the first time in two weeks. <laughs> I, I don't sit here. I, I did have to come in and be like, hey, you But I'm out. Go to your pastor. Hey, I want to reach our community. But what do you mean? Well, I want to be out there. Can I have one day? I go to lunch with my kids. That was prior to COVID. I can go, I can knock on the door, whatever you do at a school, ring the bell. And they let me in. And I'd say, hey, I'm here to eat with some Chapel Hill kids and go do it. After COVID, it got a little different. And this year, I emailed the principals that I'm in schools. I have those relationships. They let me in the building. I don't even wear a badge sometimes, which is crazy, but they have that trust. I built that relationship, but I said, I would love to come be able to eat with these kids. And every, every one of these six principals said, absolutely. We'd love to have you in the building more than you can. We we don't get that. This didn't stop into children's ministry. Very briefly. I know we're, we're coming to the end, but if you, if you're like me, my, my youth guy's next to me, he's, he's in the room down the hall and it, we, we were in a high school. Chapel Hill does a Bible study on Thursday mornings in a 7a, which is the largest in the area, 7a high school right down the road, because we took them donuts And we, we build that relationship. <laughs> we feed that football team in the, in the fall, that football team is in our building on Thursday nights. Again, reaching our community wherever we can. I'm a chaplain for a 4a school past that. whatever is needed, we do. Yeah. If you're on the fence, step out of the boat, go for it. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And if you choose to to follow me, there'll be times that that you'll see it goes away. and Tom, you probably noticed that over the over the last couple of years, I stopped posting. and when I stop posting, it's not because I'm tired. it's not because I, I forgot to take pictures. I have over eighty thousand pictures on my phone. It's crazy silly. But when I stop posting, it's because people made it about me. I'm the DJ yeah he he's the one that's making it happen. Those kids yeah. are doing it. and so when it becomes about Rob, and or Chapel Hill, it's, we pull the brakes, we, we pump brakes, pull the reins and say, no, this is, I don't want the world to see that. I want the world to see yeah. Jesus first. I want them to see these kids are leading it. And, and it's awesome. And we're expanding a little bit and we got to close. But I, God told me on my last road trip, my family was asleep and this is what he said. And I'm I'm done after this. He said, you're not doing everything you need to be doing. And I said, God, what? Huh? And he said, handing him a piece of paper on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning is awesome. And watching them lead is great, but you need to do more for those 23. And so I, I heard him and I said, uh-huh. no, last year. And I told him "No." some of you know what that means. That, ha- that happens. They'll either let you do it again or he'll, somebody else will get the blessing. But starting in February quarterly, I'm going to be meeting with, with these kids. I'm going to take them to eat. It's going to have to start with, Hey, bring $5, but I'm going to take them to eat. And then the awesome part is, is schools, 20 miles one way and 20 miles another way from the church. These kids are going to get together, get to come together, be a, a small discipleship time, a celebration of what's going on in their schools and then a prayer time. So there's, it's growing. God's saying, Hey, if you're going to do this, let's continue to do it. You're releasing them. And so he's not done. He, he's still doing some things, but get out, get out of your office, get out of your office, the Sunday morning sermons will happen. The volunteers won't show up. The, all of that still. <laughs> but wow, what a blessing it could be is if you start your day in the building with
0: kids. Man. Wow. And I, I got to tell you, when I first approached Rob about doing this podcast, he was very hesitant and very like, I don't, I don't know. And I know that's exactly why, because he doesn't want this to be about him. And he wants us to be about his Jesus. And I get it. And I appreciate it. That's why I love you as my brother. I love being around you. You make me better and you challenge me all the time. And, and so, yeah, gang, this is, this is, this is about our father. This is about presenting people to the son so that the Holy Spirit can get into their life and change their world. And, and if we're going to change this next generation, we got to get out of the boat and go to where they are um because the enemy is doing it the enemy is already there the enemy is taking advantage of us waving the white flag saying well we can't get the bible into scale up baloney right we can we can and it's time to start saying we should and we will and and maybe it's stopped doing some of the things inside so we can get outside and so Something to pray through, my friends. If God is opening a door, tugging at your heart, don't be a Jonah and run. It didn't end well there or a season. <laughs> and I've had my Jonah season. Don't do it. They're not fun. And you do miss out. Like what? what if you caught it, Rob even said it. it, you know, God's going to ask you. And if you don't say yes, he's going to give somebody else a blessing. And I, I want those blessings. I want those opportunities to serve my king. So thanks, man. Keep it up. And uh, yeah, I do miss the squid hat though. That would, that, that one always made me giggle a little bit. (laughs) I almost told you to wear it for the video part um, for the, for the YouTube channel here. But anyway, man, thanks for, thanks for doing this. Thanks for helping people expand their vision. Maybe start dreaming for something bigger and greater in 24 that they can start working in their community and looking for one place, one school that they could challenge their kids, their kids to go. And approach the leaders about, hey, we would like to start something, a gathering in the morning for, for kids to come together and have some time to worship and get their mind in a good place. Kids need that encouragement. And the peer to peer thing is a powerful thing. So thanks, brother. Hey, if there's people that want to learn more or have some questions, how could they connect with you? Very dangerous right here, but I don't care. My cell phone, I'm going to say
1: it. You can put it wherever you want. Okay. I don't- I don't, it does not bother me. Respect it is I, Mike, there's kids in the world that have my phone. I I don't, it doesn't bother me. My cell phone, text is great. Text is a quick way. 205-561-9946. Tom, I'll I'll give that to you again, but is is, that's probably the fastest, easiest. I am on Facebook. I think it's connected to Instagram. I'm techie, but I'm not. And so, but I'm on Facebook as Rob Liv, R-O-B-L-I-V. There's a lot of people that don't even know my last name is Livingston. Not Liv, but Rob Liv is my social media and I post pretty much every day and if you want to check it out if you want to see what it's about without being behind me and and watching it live it's there there days I go live there's days that I just hit yeah. the live button so oh, and so but yeah Facebook I guess Instagram rob lives and then myself again text me the four schools that are doing this on Monday morning my secretary sends an email with the devotion it's raw it's not edited it's whatever my fat fingers type. And <laughs> I hear the typos that Monday morning when my kids read it. But if you want to start it and you're like, Rob, I can't write my own. I'll, you can be added to an email. So connect with me if you need to, if you want to. It's not about me. It's about him. But I, I do appreciate it. God's doing some awesome things. Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Missouri have reached out in the last six months or the last two months. And I just, I just sit back and, and smile and laugh and cry and be like, God, wow. <laughs> So no, that's that's who I am, and Very you're
0: welcome. Cool. However, you need to. All right, awesome. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective podcast. I hope that you've been challenged. I know I have, and I've been encouraged too. So, thanks for listening, my friends. Feel free to share, like, get, give uh, a, a recommendation or a review to the podcast. It just helps us keep us going. If you're not part of the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group. Come join us. We would love to have you as part of our community as it grows. And if there's anything I can do to serve you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Message me. I'm here to serve you. So God bless you. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.